Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on and welcome back to The Nothing Show. This is episode 69 and today I am going to be going over the divisional round recap. In advance, I'd like to apologize for this being about a week late. I was pretty ill and my voice was gone, uh, but I'll be uploading two times this week to make up for it. Right here, this is the divisional round recap, like I said. Next episode will be the championship round recap. And then next week's episode will be the Super Bowl predictions just a few days before the Super Bowl actually takes place. So just wanted to clear that up. Once again, I apologize, but uh, I'm going to be making up for it with two uploads this week. But without further ado, uh, let's get right to this divisional round recap episode. I just want to focus on uh, the losing team, talk about what they need to change, and then what the the winning teams did right. But we're going to mainly be talking about the losing teams because we'll be talking about the winning teams in next episode, which played in the championship round. So... Once again, thank you all so much for listening, and let's get right to it. The first game of the 2022 divisional round was between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Tennessee Titans, and it was a pretty good one. Not going to lie, going into this, I didn't think either team was really a Super Bowl contender. I thought that obviously there'd have to be a winner of this game, and then they'd get bounced out of the playoffs the, the following week in the championship round. Uh, obviously, um, kind of from the future here, the, the Bengals ended up doing just that, going to the Super Bowl, but... Uh, let's start right off with the Bengals. Joe Burrow had a pretty good performance, uh, 350 yards, threw an interception, no touchdowns. I thought it was like a really solid, did it like the good amount, did the perfect amount to get his team to win. Didn't do too much. Um, the rushing attack from the Bengals was not very strong. Joe Mixon did have a touchdown, but the, the big part, the big part of the team that won the Bengals, the game was definitely the receiving core. Jamar Chase, T Higgins, CJ Uzama, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon in the passing game. They combined for a ton of, ton of yards, ton of receptions, no touchdowns, like I said, but it was just a really strong game chipping away, getting those field goals. And I think Joe Burrow did a good job of getting this win on the road. It was, it was a great performance. I liked this game. The, the Bengals came out to a pretty tough, uh, strong start. The Titans brought it back, and then the Bengals closed the game out. So that was a pretty good game. Uh, onto the Titans side, man, it was a tough scene. Um, Derrick Henry made his return, and it was awesome to see. He scored a touchdown at home, but 20 carries for 62 yards. I know the stats don't say the whole story, but it was a tough scene for the rushing game just because Derrick Henry, not full strength, came back from the injury. Uh, Dante Foreman had a strong game, but only got four carries. A lot of yardage, 66 yards, but... Not a not a strong game on the ground, uh, but they were forced to run it because Ryan Tannehill was was pretty bad. Um, just gonna say it like it is. AJ Brown strong game, 142 yards, a touchdown, but Ryan Tannehill threw three picks, and truly that's the reason why the Titans lost this game because of those three picks. There have been a lot of talks about moving on from Ryan Tannehill. I think that's not a bad discussion to have, but. For me, when you look at it, like, are you really going to get a quarterback that's better than Ryan Tannehill? He's not as good as he has been in the past. 2019 season was when he was really strong. He was probably top eight quarterback that year. Um, And he's regressed a little bit. I just, I really didn't love the performance. I think that you do have to explore other options. Not saying they're guaranteed to move on. Not even saying they, they will or they should. But the Tennessee Titans do need to be looking at some other options. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, the draft, uh... Some, some options need to be explored this this offseason. Um, Julio Jones, I want to touch on that trade acquisition for the Titans this past offseason, and it was a really disappointing season for him. Uh, riddled by injuries, never really had a huge game. 
I always thought he'd pop off for the first half of the season. I was like, hey, just wait. It's going to happen. Never happened. Had six catches for 62 yards in the divisional round. Not a horrible performance, but not enough to get his team to win. Uh, they, it was it was just not a great season for him. And I do think that the Titans are going to have to get another option at wide out this offseason. Strong defensive performance from both sides. Jesse Bates had an interception. Mike Hilton had an interception. Logan Wilson had an interception. Amani Hooker had an interception for the Titans, and boy, uh, Jeffrey Simmons had a really strong game, and Zach Cunningham did too. So a good defensive performance from both sides. It's definitely a, a chipping away game, you could call it, with a lot of field goals scored. But the Bengals were the better team. They got the win, and it was exciting. The next game of the 2022 divisional round was between the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. The game took place in Green Bay, and it was snowy. It was freezing cold. A lot of people thought that the 49ers were going to come in and be a little chilly, you know, coming out from the West Coast, San Francisco. Uh, They might have been chilly, but they definitely showed up. That running game was lethal. The Packers really couldn't get it going after the opening drive. Special teams were horrible for the Packers. It's actually what cost them the game in the end. But, man, you hate to see the Packers go out like this. Uh, I at least thought they would make it to the NFC Championship. Wasn't sure about after that because... Their track record at, at in that game has not been good recently, but y- y- the 49ers were super impressive. I really liked this game between the 49ers and the Packers. It was it was tough, gritty, no points scored in the second quarter. Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball only 19 times, ended up throwing a pick, but really the, the, the stats don't really show up, but really was the rushing, just being able to pound the ball for the 49ers over and over and over again with, uh, with Debo Samuel and Elijah Mitchell. Receiving game was pretty strong with between Debo and George Kittle, but really uh, the running game to me was what sealed this deal and the special teams, right? That's not something you can just discredit. It's not like, oh, we would have won if it weren't for the special teams. Like, no, the special teams did really well, and that's something to congratulate them for. And it was a fun game to watch. You know, even though it was low scoring, I liked the fans. Aaron Rodgers, it was interesting to see like how they tried to break the slump, ultimately couldn't do it, only scored 10 points the whole game, but all you needed was 13 for the Niners. The Packers offseason is going to be kind of kind of sad for the Green Bay fans. They're going to lose Aaron Rodgers, I think. Many rumored that that was going to happen last year, and then Aaron and Devontae Adams ended up coming back for the last dance this season and didn't work out, obviously. I think Aaron Rodgers is gone. I think Jordan Love's going to get a season as, a, as the starter. Don't know how good he'll be. It's going to be his third year in the NFL, so he's had, he's had plenty of time to develop. Developing behind one of the all-time greats, I think a lot of these other guys are going to be gone. I could see them both going to Denver. That's kind of the where everyone thinks they're going to go right now. I also could see Devonte Adams going to Las Vegas if if you know he wants to meet up with Derek Carr, his ex-college teammate. That'd be interesting. But uh, as of right now, I see I see those two stars heading to Denver. Not too much else to say about the Packers. I mean, they're going to lose their best two players. It's going to be tough. I think that. It's not the end of the world in Green Bay. They're going to figure things out. Matt LaFleur is one of the best coaches in the NFL. Led his team to three straight 13-win seasons, so uh, let's not let's not discredit him or anything. Still one of the best in the game, and uh, the Packers are going to be back. No doubt in my mind. They've got the fan base. They still have a ton of stars. They're going to figure out a way to replace who's, whoever, whoever's moving on. So uh, it was a good game. Packers are going to have to revamp their team this offseason, but once again... Strong performance from the 49ers. They find a way to win no matter what, so a lot of credit to them for that. The third game in the divisional round was between the Rams and the Buccaneers. 
And my goodness, this one was crazy. The Rams came out to a really strong, convincing early lead. It looked like they were going to run away with it for a while there. They went up, I think, uh, what was it, 20 to 3? Or no, 27 to 3. It was, yeah, 27 to 3. Thankfully, it wasn't 28 to 3. Otherwise, you never know what's going to happen with Tom Brady. 28 to 3, Super Bowl against the Falcons. Matt Stafford was on. He was on. 366 yards, two touchdowns, 28 completions. Really strong game. Running game did not really get it done for the Rams, but you know this some you know it's game by game you got to judge it. And this game, the Rams decided that they were going to be throwing the ball, and it worked out for them. Cooper Cup had 183 yards, a touchdown, nine receptions. Odell with six receptions, almost 70 yards. Tyler Higby was strong in the passing game. Defense showed up with Nick Scott with a pick. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald did their thing. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, kind of sad. I thought Tom Brady was going to stay around for another year. I didn't think he'd go out on an MVP caliber season after losing in the divisional round. But unfortunately, the best to ever do it is gone. I think he had a pretty strong game. Threw a pick, threw a touchdown, 30 completions for a little over 300 yards. He did what he had to do, right? It was a terrible first half. Second half, they come out and score 24 points. And it, had it not been for that long bomb caught to Cooper Cup with just a few seconds left in the second half, this game would have gone to overtime. So I don't put much of this game on Tom. I think it's just kind of the situation where Rams come out early, strong, shock the defense. Defense gives up some big plays and then unfortunately end up not getting to give the ball to the goat in overtime. But it is what it is. Leonard Fournette had an okay game uh yardage wise but ended up putting up two touchdowns so 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 good performance there mike evans was really strong eight receptions 119 yards a touchdown gronk 85 yards fournette was also a factor in the passing game unfortunately just not enough to get it done i don't think this was a bad game by either side to me this this is more just close game comeback doesn't fully get there can't really take too much away from either team because this was a, a really really strong game of two of the best teams in the nfc what the buccaneers are gonna have to do this offseason is obviously they've got to replace the gaping hole at quarterback they drafted kyle trask end of the second round in the 2021 nfl draft and i liked that pick i think trask had potential he was good in college definitely needed a lot of time to develop didn't really touch the field this this season and I'm not really sure if he's ready. I haven't heard much about him. Uh, he's more of a two-year project. I think if Tom had came back for this next season instead of retiring, Trask would have had a lot more room to develop and a lot more time, and that would have really been to his advantage. But that I think that we're going to be—he's going to be the starter next year. We're going to see him playing next year, just because the Bucks can't really go out and get Aaron Rodgers due to cap issues. Uh, it was really Tom or or like a younger guy, so. I think that they're going to turn to turn to Trask, and then if that doesn't work out, they might be in the market for a quarterback next year. But the team around Trask is going to be so good that I could see things working out, and he could be the answer. I truly could see that. Almost like the 49ers, but imagine if Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo were a little bit younger and had more space to grow. I think the Bucs are going to be winning again next season with Bruce Arians at head coach. Assuming he stays, there have been some rumors that he might move on, retire, but if he does come back, I really see this as maybe a 10 or 11 win season for the Bucks next year. And quarterback's just one position. I think that they can get a lot of stuff done with that strong, strong team and roster that they have. 
And finally, the last game of the divisional round was between the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. And oh boy, this game had it all. One of the best games, if not the best game I've ever seen. You know, I'm actually just going to go ahead and say this was the best football game I've ever seen in my life. I was sad to see the Bills lose. I really wanted them to go to the Super Bowl. I think that if they hosted the Bengals in Orchard Park, I think that would have been a win. But man, you can't take it away from the Chiefs. The Chiefs played fantastic. They had Patrick Mahomes with an awesome performance, A-plus, S-tier performance from both quarterbacks, but starting off with Patrick Mahomes, 75% completion rate, 378 yards, three touchdowns, zero picks. The ground game really got it done for the Chiefs. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 60 yards. McCole Hardman, 30 yards. Jared McKinnon, 25 yards. Patrick Mahomes, 70 yards on the ground. Touchdowns for Mahomes and Hardman. And then receiving, oh boy, Tyreek Hill, 11 receptions, 150 yards, one touchdown. Travis Kelsey, eight receptions, 96 yards, one touchdown. Then Jarek McKinnon, Byron Pringle, McCole Hardman also had big receiving games. My goodness, what a game from the Chiefs. And then the defense, you know, in a game like this, the defense makes plays. They don't really decide the game, though. I think that was kind of the offense. So defense played well. Uh, Tyron Matthew, unfortunately, had to leave the game early due to a concussion. So they were short a few guys, not just him, but a few other guys. They had subs in the secondary elsewhere, and they still played a really good game. So uh, great, great performance from the Chiefs all around. Ended up winning the game, obviously. And we saw what they did against Cincinnati. Ended up losing that game. So Cincinnati is the real deal. Anyway, moving on to the Bills, Josh Allen, also an S-tier performance, 330 yards, four touchdowns, zero picks. Rushing, he had 68 yards, De- Devin Singletary. He had a lot of carries, low yards per carry, but he, if you just, like in the game, you could tell he was making a difference on the ground. A touchdown, receiving was really, really where this team put up all their yards. Gabe Davis had 201 yards and four touchdowns. I cannot believe that. That's still crazy even now. Stephon Diggs kind of got taken out of the game by the Chiefs, and that's that was the Chiefs' game plan. So when you sacrifice like one to two to three players to really focus on Diggs on defense, that opens up space for Gabe Davis, Cole Beasley, Devin Singletary, those guys, Emmanuel Sanders. So while Stephon Diggs didn't do that much on the, on the stat sheet, uh, a lot of people are saying that, oh, you know, bad game from Stefan. I think that's not true. He had a clutch two-point conversion catch. I think the biggest thing is that him being taken out of the game gave Gabe Davis what he needed to succeed. And so it doesn't matter who catches the passes. It just matters that the passes are caught. And it was a great game from the Bills. Really, really sad that a team had to lose this game. Uh, This really felt like the Super Bowl to me. And I said, whoever wins this game, I think is going to win the Super Bowl. Didn't work out. Chiefs lost in the, in the next week, but this was really a special game to me. I, I loved this game. Sad to see the Bills lose, like I said, but the defense ended up not selling the game for the Bills, but they had a chance to close it out. Just 13 seconds left. Mahomes got the ball in in the end of the fourth quarter with a chance to tie it up to take it to overtime, which he did. Um so the, the Bills let him go down the field. Uh, can't do that if you want to win this game. So I do think that the overtime rules need to be changed. It was a tough scene to see Josh Allen not get the ball in overtime. I know we've been saying this for years, ever since 
Mahomes didn't get to touch the ball when they played Brady in what was that the 2018 or 2019 AFC championship game I think that overtime rules need to be changed I want both teams to get the ball it's just not fair and I know people say oh it's not fair they had all these opportunities and the defense gets the chance to make a stop I think you got to have it so that each team gets the ball that's what I think is most fair I would like to see that be implemented by next season but anyway to sum this game up really really strong performance from both sides these are going to be two of the best teams in the league next year and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are going to be, in my opinion, the two best quarterbacks in the league, not just next season, but for five, 10 years to come. Really awesome divisional round, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. It was a ton of fun to watch. I will see you all next episode in which I'll be discussing the championship rounds. So with, with that, this is Clay from The Nothing Show signing out, and I will see you all next week.